This episode is brought to you by CBDMD. Getting a good night's sleep can be much easier said than done. But do not worry because our good friends over at CBDMD have exactly what you need to get the sleep that you deserve. CBDPM blends melatonin and other sleep promoting ingredients with 500 milligrams of high quality CBD to create a powerful and effective sleep aid. And to make it even easier to get your year started off right, they're offering our listeners 25% off your next order when you use promo code NBA at checkout. Once again, that's cbdmd.com, promo code NBA for 25% off your next purchase of superior CBD products from cbdmd.com, promo code NBA. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host and founder of BricktownBuckets.com, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. That's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-A-S. You can follow the show on Twitter at L-O Thunderpod. Email the show, L-O Thunderpod at gmail.com. Call into the show, 405-362-7128. On today's show, it's a jam-packed episode. We're going to dive all into the Blake Griffin saga, what a trade looks like for Blake Griffin, why the Thunder would want to do it, what the Thunder would give up, what the Thunder would get back in this trade, and the Pistons' perspective on this trade from our good friends over at Locked On Pistons. Can he fit into Oklahoma City and all that goes into a trade for Blake Griffin? We're also going to dive into the NBA All-Star Game becoming official and update you on the Oklahoma City Blue, but we're going to start with the Blake Griffin trade, and there's so many different ways to go about this trade. First of all, the betting favorite right now, if you want to go bet on Blake Griffin's next team with our good friends over at BetOnline.ag, the betting favorite is Oklahoma City. He has 4-1 to odds to be a member of the Thunder whenever it is that he has moved. I think that you look at this trade and you wonder what would it take, though, to get Blake Griffin back home, to get Blake Griffin back to where he's from, from Edmond, Oklahoma, with the Oklahoma University, get the Sooner on board with the Thunder. It would take trading with Thunder legend and Sam Presti assistant Troy Weaver, and there's a lot of different possibilities, so I guess the best way to do this is just to break it all down. And let's start with the untouchables. Who, who will not even come up whenever Troy Weaver calls Sam Presti? Who is not even going to get mentioned because everyone understands they're off the table? in a Blake Griffin-type trade. SGA, Darius Baisley, Lou Dort, Tail Maldon, Poku, Diallo, and then the two-way guys, they're not going to get traded, of course. They're on two-way contracts. So throw in Josh Hall, throw in Moses Brown. So those guys are off limits. Do not even take them to the trade machine. They're not going to be involved in a Blake Griffin trade. So that wipes out a chunk of your roster. Now, who are the players that are not untouchable? But Sam Presti would prefer not to trade. In my opinion, I don't think he wants to trade Kenrich Williams. I don't think he wants to trade Isaiah Roby. And I don't think he really wants to trade Ty Jerome. That's a little borderline, just like, you know, Diallo might not fit in that untouchable list for you. But for me, they've invested so much into Diallo's development, and they're finally seeing that pay dividends this year that I don't think they want to give that up for a flyer on Blake Griffin, who's just absolutely washed up right now. 
So you, you look at this and they have now available to trade. If we take away the un, untouchables and we take away the guys that Sam Pressure would not really want to trade away in this deal, you now have available to you George Hill, Trevor Ariza, Justin Jackson, Darius Miller, Mike Muscala, and Al Horford. So of those players, let's figure out a way money-wise. Now, this is strictly money to get to Blake Griffin. What can actually happen within the NBA rules and the salary cap? There's a lot of different combinations, and they all center around a few players. The first one is Trevor Reza, Justin Jackson, and Darius Miller. Those three combined will get you Blake Griffin. The other options are Trevor Reza, George Hill, Darius Miller. And then you have Trevor Reza, George Hill, Justin Jackson. And then you have Trevor Reza, Darius Miller, Mike Muscala, Justin Jackson. And the last option you have is just Al Horford straight up for Blake Griffin. Just straight up, that financially will work. So now let's take a step back, though, because obviously you're not going to make all those trades. It's impossible, and a lot of those trades wouldn't necessarily make sense. So let's break them all down. Number one, I don't think that Sam Presti wants to trade George Hill in this in this deal. And I think that George Hill has way more value than just being a, a salary piece into a Blake Griffin salary dump. I think they can get much more for him even if that's just two seconds from, say, Philadelphia, instead of Blake Griffin in a couple seconds, you can kind of expand that trade to include Philadelphia seconds in a separate deal. So I think that George Hill's off the table. Personally, I think that Al Horford straight up for Blake Griffin is off the table. I think that Al Horford next year, you know, in the offseason, will have way more trade value to flip than even Blake Griffin will on an expiring deal. Now, that one is just for me personally. There's also the argument of, okay, well, Blake Griffin will be expiring this offseason, an expiring contract inherently is valuable in the NBA. And if you trust your developmental staff and your coaching staff to put Blake Griffin in a good position, if you trust your training staff to keep him healthy, and you trust that you know he'll take to heart playing in his hometown and really be rejuvenated for the last half of this season, then mixing that fact that you think that he'll play better in the second half of the year with Oklahoma City, and you think that you know the NBA, it's a fact that the NBA values expiring contracts more than anything, Combine those two, and then maybe he would be more valuable than Al Horford. I just don't know that Sam Presti would want to go that route. And if they did go that route, the, the conversation of tanking is over. If they trade Al Horford straight up for Blake Griffin, the conversation of tanking is over. You get significantly worse on a team that's already sixth in the Western Conference, you know, sixth worse in the Western Conference. So the, the conversation is over at that point. There is no disguising it. The Thunder would be outright tanking if they made that move. I think that when you take away that option of trading up Al Horford straight away, and you take away these two options of George Hill, you're then left with Ariza, Miller, and Jackson with Muscala as a sweetener if you maybe want to get more assets out of Detroit. Maybe they'll take on Muscala, but even that, I don't know how much of a sweetener that would be. And so that's where you're at. That's the, your available players if you want to take off Al Horford and George Hill. Your available players are Trevor Ariza, Darius Miller, and Mike Muscala, and Justin Jackson. I think that also to note, that Sam Presti's not going to take back Blake Griffin for free. Like, Blake Griffin, hometown guy, I get all that. We're also in the middle of a pandemic. We're not sure when fans can return. And half of your audience, if you're Sam Presti, half of your fan base can literally not watch your game in any capacity without doing it the illegal route. Because if you don't have DirecTV, if you don't have AT&T now, you don't have Fox Sports Oklahoma. You also can't go to Chesapeake Energy Arena. So you can't watch the games if you don't have those two avenues as of right now with the TV contract. So... It doesn't even make sense in an eyeballs standpoint to make this deal. The big value with Blake Griffin would be the fact he's going to be an expiring contract in just a couple of months. And the Thunder have put themselves in position with their salary cap sheet to be able to handle big money guys. I mean, they, they're literally paying no one next year. It's incredible how under the floor they are next year. 
So taking on Blake Griffin and even holding him on until the deadline next year during his expiring year would not be detrimental to Oklahoma City. But I still do not think that Sam Presti will do anything for free, even with his old friend Troy Weaver. So then you have to look at what do the Pistons have to give up? Well, they have all of their first-round picks starting in 2022 all the way through the rest of time. They do not have a first-round pick this year to give to Oklahoma City. And I would caution you with that first-round pick aspect. I know it's the headline grabber. I know that it is the the thing we all crave is first-round picks. From Detroit, it will not be that valuable, and here's why. There's no way that Detroit is going to give up an unprotected pick. There, there's just no way. So it'd be a top-10 protected pick. And I don't know about you, but I've seen this song and dance before. Detroit will be a top-10 team in the NBA draft. They just will. They're terrible. They're an awful franchise. They've been rebuilding for 20,000 years. Unless that pick is somehow kicked down the road to 2027, and Troy Weaver's just the, the second coming of Sam Presti, Detroit's going to be picking in the top 10. So, so that pick will then convey to a second-round pick anyway. And I would rather have the second-round picks right now in 2021, in which, in this class, the Pistons own two second-round picks in 2021 from uh, Charlotte and from Toronto. So there's the pick situation from Detroit. Unless that protected pick eventually conveys years down the line into an unprotected pick, I'm not interested in their first round pick, because at that point you're kicking your seconds down the road and kicking them down the road. That's the picks. Who are the players that they can give up? So you look at their value pieces that you can take a flyer on and you're not left with very many options. You can take a flyer on Dennis Smith Jr. After February 26th, which I'm not sure that Detroit wants to carry on this Blake Griffin ordeal until the 26th, but he's an option after the 26th. Dennis Smith Jr. is. You have Justin Jackson, who can be a good reclamation project, and Justin Jackson's one of the, the actually, no, he's the biggest miss I've ever had in the NBA draft. I thought Justin Jackson coming out of Kansas was going to be electric and was going to be a great player. He's not. He's finding his groove a little bit in the NBA with Detroit this year, so maybe you're seeing him turn the corner a little bit NBA-wise with Detroit, and then you think, okay, well, if he's doing that in Detroit with Dwayne Casey, what can he do with our player development staff? So that's an interesting name in terms of the project route. And then you have the young guys. You have Svima Luke, who's a sharpshooter out of Kansas University. I am not too in love with him, other than the fact that he's a Kansas University guy. Other than that, I'm not too in love with getting his feedback. And then you have Seku. And Seku's the really tantalizing player here. And we're going to talk about all the trades that the Thunder can make regarding Blake Griffin, including what the Pistons guys over at Lockdown Pistons think is going to be legitimate coming up. But first, I want to tell you about our good friends over at BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the one place that has you covered and the one place that we trust. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sport action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even has you covered with award shows, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. But online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets. It's free to sign up. So go to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag. And when you do, use our promo code LOCKEDON and you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's promo code LOCKEDON at betonline.ag to receive that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportbook experts. We are back on Locked on Thunder, and I want to tell you about our good friends over at Locked on Today. Locked on Today is a brand new podcast. Get more of the sport news you need in less time with our new Locked on Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts a breakdown of the biggest storylines with analysis from our local experts. Start your day off with the sport news that you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked on Today wherever 
you get your podcast from. Peter's a great job over there getting you up to date on the sport news. Let's talk more about this Blake Griffin deal, though. So we already went through what the Thunder can give up. We touched on what the Pistons can give up. You might be sitting there wondering about, you know, Killian Hayes and Isaiah Stewart. I do not think there's a chance in the world that the Pistons would give up Killian Hayes. Isaiah Stewart, who knows, but still, that's a first-round pick from this year. We're not even through the first season yet, and it's a weird, shrunkated season with no summer league, no extended training camp, and no extended preseason. I'm not giving up on anyone from this draft class just yet. I don't think that those two guys are even remotely on the table. I legitimately think that the only pieces, along with Blake Griffin, the Pistons would want to give up is second-round picks, Josh Jackson, Dennis Smith Jr., Shemekai Luke, and Saku. And that leaves you with only a few trade options. Again, you can go straight up Blake Griffin for Al Horford, which I can see a benefit to that. But for me, I think that you want to hold on to Al Horford more than you want to acquire Blake Griffin. That would seem interesting and just seem like a move to make a move at that point if you're Sam Presti. So some trades I came up with regarding all that we just broke down. Number one, you have Blake Griffin, both second-round picks this year, to Oklahoma City for Trevor Ariza, Darius Miller, and Justin Jackson. That's number one. Number two, Blake Griffin, the top 10 protected first-round pick we talked about for Trevor Ariza, Darius Miller, and Justin Jackson. This this becomes Blake Griffin in a second-round pick. And so even though the first round's the headline and that'll get you excited because it's a first-round pick, be honest with yourself, that, that's nine times out of 10 going to be a, a second-round pick because it's going to convey to two seconds or one second, whatever the case may be. I'm not in love with that. And then you have Blake Griffin, Shima Luke, Justin Jackson, for Trevor Reza, Darius Miller, and Justin Jackson. Eh, you know, I, I'm not in love with that one either, but it's it's better than what we've talked about so far. And then the last one, the Thunder get Blake Griffin, and they also get Saku, and then they trade away Trevor Reza, Miller, and Jackson. If I had to do a Blake Griffin trade, you have to think of it from both sides. I, I truly believe that there's no way the Pistons give up a first-round pick. I'm not going to sit here and, and rattle off 15,000 three-team trades because in reality, that's slideshow-type content that's just clickbait and, and there's no real substance to it because we can't predict who else is on the phone whenever we're talking about a Blake Griffin trade. So I'm, I would literally be just throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks here. I've actually thought this through with just the one-on-one trades. So beyond a three-team trade, I don't think that there's a first-round pick involved. And if there is, it's, it's so heavily protected, it's going to convey to a second-round pick. I, I don't think that the Pistons give up any of the rookies this year. So that takes guys off the board there. And so of the options that we've whittled down to, for me, I would love to get the recently turned 20-year-old Seku into this Thunder system. I think that he, the 6'8 forward, could turn into something good. In Oklahoma City, I don't want to say great or special, but a good little player. Of Sfee, Justin Jackson, <laughs> Dennis Smith Jr., he has the best chance in this system, in this developmental uh, environment and the organization to become something special and to become something of note more so than any other guys do. And so to, to take back Blake Griffin, that's where I'd go with this. And Blake Griffin's contract, despite it being massive and despite you paying him $36 million this year and whatever you pay next year, $38 million next year, he's going to be an unrestricted free agent in 2022. Expiring contracts become easier to one buy out. And especially if he wants to give you home, a hometown discount in Oklahoma city, or trade, so that ups his value a bit next year, whereas with Al Horford, you're still a couple years away from him getting that same 
you know, that, that same luxury of being an expiring deal. And with Al Horford, you're dealing with someone that you're dealing with an older player, you know, Blake Griffin's only uh, 31 years old right now. And with Al Horford, you're dealing with a 34 year old and he's still a couple years away from being that expiring contract. So I just wanted to compare those two contracts because we always talk about how huge Al Horford's deal is and you can break them both down into being separate. You know, the, the Al Horford contract becomes more palatable because he's a better player and because he's a, a much better player for this team and for any contending team. The Blake Griffin deal becomes easier to swallow because it's shorter. In terms of if it's, if it's worth it for Oklahoma City, if it's a trade like Blake Griffin and Seku for Ariza, Miller, and Jackson, I think that that's absolutely worth it for Oklahoma City because Seku has way more upside and has way more just raw ability than Ariza, who's not with this team, Darius Miller, who's playing about nine minutes a night, and Justin Jackson, who, who kind of the book's out on Justin Jackson, what he can be. Sure, he can have those flashy 20-point nights like we saw that were very, very fun last week. He's also not going to do that consistently. He's also going to be just a, a end-of-the-bench kind of piece. At least with Seku, he has the upside and potential to really elevate the Thunder. And if you hit on him and you and you find Diamond in the Rough and, and your staff just turns him into the top 15 pick that he was selected at, then you have accelerated the timeline already. You might as well take that shot. The difference in taking that shot on the chance of revitalizing a top 15 pick is Trevor Ariza, Darius Miller, and Justin Jackson. And, and Seku has fallen out of the Pistons rotation, which I find peculiar in all of this. He's getting less, less minutes this year than he was last year. They don't seem to be fully committed to letting him develop, and he needs time. And the Thunder can give him time. On top of being a great staff and a great culture and organization, they can simply give him the minutes, and they can throw him into the fire and let him grow on the court and not just in the practice facility. So if I would do any trade, it would be simply Seku and Blake for Ariza and Miller and Justin Jackson. If the Pistons want to throw in some sweeteners, sure. But I think that this can get it done just straight up without picks involved or anything like that. I think that straight up it's a fair trade for both sides. But what do our friends over at Lockdown Pistons think? And then again, the one that we've kind of talked about before and we'll probably continue to talk about is Al Horford in the Oklahoma City Thunder because that's an extra year for the Pistons to take on. Horford's playing well right now. Oklahoma City's playing well right now, surprisingly. But Blake might be getting some some butts in the seats for them next year. And they're maybe playing too well right now for Sam Presti's liking. He's got all these picks. He wants to be high in the draft. Maybe – Horford for Blake is like a stealth OKC tank and that, uh, you know, the, the, you can figure out a way to get Horford into the mix for Detroit, especially with Okafor out right now. Um, and, of course, that's a, a longer-term play too. Maybe even send Plumlee on the move in a separate deal if Horford comes along. Do any of those moves uh, make sense to you in any way or are you kind of uh, out on the trade market for, for Griffin and what could, what could possibly be out there right now? I have, for this entire season, focused on OKC as being involved, and not necessarily the place he ends up, but the team that will most likely be involved in any type of transaction with Blake Griffin. I think the value for them, or for value for Blake for them, is going to be higher than any other NBA team. As we get pat, you know, to a post-COVID world and selling tickets is a bigger deal, or is a big deal again, having the hometown guy come back to end his career in OKC, uh, seems like just kind of a storybook ending. I don't know how much Sam Presti puts into that. I don't know how much anybody in the equation puts into that. But to me, that seems like to OKC, Blake Griffin would have more value than on any other NBA team uh, from the 
uh, nostalgic part of it. And they have the, the largest trade exception in the history of the NBA also. So they'd be able to make the numbers work even, you know, easier. And then you attach a big contract. And like you said, you know, less of a negative contract, but still a negative contract with Al Horford. And it, it does turn into owls for OKC because as well as they're playing, they're still not going to compete in the Western Conference. So they're kind of in that purgatory or limbo that the Pistons have kind of found themselves in the last two or three years of competing, but then doing too well to not uh, be able to get the assets to uh, further your uh, franchise along. So that's the one that makes the most sense to me. Uh, but yeah, OKC has always been my focus when it came, comes to Blake. It makes the most sense. They seem to have the most flexibility to be able to make some things work. So that would be the most likely probably getting the best value back for Blake than any of the other scenarios that we're talking about. Yeah, I think a straight-up trade for Al Horford and Blake Griffin makes the Thunder significantly worse. I also do not view Al Horford's contract as that worse than Blake Griffin. In fact, I don't view it much worse than Blake Griffin at all. The only upside to Blake Griffin is that it's expiring shorter, whereas Al Horford's still a very valuable player and a good player for a contending team. So if you think that there's any chance that you can get a team to bite on Al Horford to help him contend with the free agent pool dwindling these next couple of seasons as guys are signing extensions, then it becomes significantly worth it to keep the Horford deal on the books rather than a Blake Griffin deal. The The key in there, though, is that if the Thunder want to lose more games, even as they sit right now as the sixth worst team in the NBA, trading away Al Horford for Blake Griffin does just that. Then you have the sixth worst record right now, you're only four and a half games back of the very worst record in the NBA, three and a half back of the second worst record in the NBA, and one and a half back of being in the top three, which is all you need to do. All you have to do to capitalize on a tank is to be one through three because the odds are the same. One to three, it's a 14% chance that you get the top overall pick. That's where you want to be at right there. And they're a game and a half out. That's why I don't even understand why the tanking conversation is still being brought up and you're not just letting the season play out because there's, it's clear what's happening right now. It's exactly what we all thought was going to happen with this season. I want to tell you about our good friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is a phenomenal protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. And right now, Built Bar is having a flash sale on February 19th. Right now, go get in on this flash sale for coconut puff bars. Luscious chocolate, soft marshmallow made with premium collagen protein blend of 16 grams of protein, 130 calories, and only 6 grams of sugar. Gluten-free, preservative-free, limited time only, one-day sale. Order today at BuiltBar.com with their flash sale. Don't forget to use promo code LOCKEDON on your next BuiltBar.com order for 20% off. We are back on Locked on Thunder on the Locked on Podcast Network, your teams every day. Fridays on Locked on NBA, Anthony Irwin of Locked on Lakers is joined by Adam Mazaris of Locked on Nuggets to wrap up the biggest stories around the league. Anthony and Adam bring you the game recaps, weekend previews, and weekly NBA power rankings you cannot miss. Subscribe to Locked on NBA Podcast today, wherever you get your podcasts from. And so we talked about Blake Griffin throughout the first two segments, and now I want to talk about some news real quick. The NBA All-Star Game is happening. It'll happen on March 7th. The skills competition will be at 5.30 on March 7th, local time. The skills competition will happen at 5.30. The three-point contest will happen right after the skills competition. The NBA All-Star Game will start at halftime of the NBA All-Star Game. The dunk competition will go down at halftime. 
of the NBA All-Star Game. It's going to be a wild day, March 7th. March 7th will be a historic day in the NBA as we cram the entire All-Star Weekend into one night. It'll be fascinating to see how this all goes and transpires. The captains will return. It was once thought of that it will be East versus West, old school style. But no, the captains are back. They're going to draft the teams with the two leading vote-getters in the uh, fan voting. So captains are back, drafts back. The 24-point score returns to honor Kobe Bryant. And also, it's going to raise $2.5 or more million dollars to support HBCUs, as well as COVID-19 relief. It'll be fun to watch All-Star Weekend. Again, I'm not sure that Shea will get in. He'll have to get in via the coaches and players and media, voting him in and picking him as a reserve. He did miss some time, so that could hurt his case a bit. Kevin O'Connor and Bill Simmons both had SGA on their teams. Kevin O'Connor has been fighting the good fight, trying to get SGA into the ASG. I hope he gets in, but missing that time might hurt him a bit. And, and I think he's still maybe a year away, even though he's playing at a clear all-star caliber right now. For the dunk contest, it'd be cool for Hamadou Diallo to get in there again and try to defend that title. Of course, he didn't go last year, so he he still would need to defend it this year. Maybe he can get in. I'm not really sure how the process will work in selecting who goes to the dunk contest or any of that stuff, so we'll see there. But it'll be fun to watch All-Star Weekend all condensed into one day, and we'll recap it the next Monday, March 8th, on Locked on Thunder. This is Locked on Thunder, the only daily podcast about the Oklahoma City Thunder, so subscribe wherever you get your podcast from. I want to tell you about the Oklahoma City Blue real quick before we get out of here. So Josh Hall, the two-way contract guy that I'm very excited about and very high on Josh Hall is day-to-day with knee tendonitis. Alexei Pukashevsky, the Thunder first-round pick this year, is day-to-day with a right foot sprain. Moses Brown is averaging a double-double. He is an absolute machine down there, averaging 20 points, 15 rebounds, and three blocks per game. Moses Brown has had his way with the competition in the G League. What does that mean moving forward for Oklahoma City? I think that it could mean that you know after the All-Star break, after the trade deadline, that you see more minutes from Moses Brown as the G League bubble ends in March. Other than that, I don't think it means too much for the future, but it's something fun to watch for right now. Jason Randall has signed a two-way deal with Orlando Magic. He was with the Oklahoma City Blue for the start of the bubble, but he also was in Thunder training camp this year, and the Thunder released him. That way they could keep his rights to the G League uh, player, but then they lose him anyway because the Magic are just decimated by injuries right now and had to sign Jason Randall to a two-way deal from the Blue. So the Blue replaces Jason Randall with Phil Booth, and Phil Booth is, of course, the... Villanova superhero from that title game. He replaces Randall on the squad and has already played a game for Oklahoma City with the blue. Tonight, the Oklahoma City Thunder take on the Milwaukee Bucks. Be sure to tune into the Locked On Thunder for the postgame pod on Saturday. Again, a daily show, so subscribe wherever you get your podcast from. Listen to Locked On Pistons for all the uh, Blake Griffin coverage more in-depth from the Pistons side of things. Let me know on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-A-S what you think about Blake Griffin possibly joining the Oklahoma City Thunder. Let me know on the email address. We got a very nice email yesterday. So use that email more and more. It's lothunderpod at gmail.com and send me in your takes. If you don't have Twitter, you can go ahead and use that email and send me in what you think about Blake Griffin joining the Oklahoma City Thunder. You can always call into the show 405-362-7128. So we'll be back tomorrow. Be good. And be good to another. We'll see you next time on Locked on Thunder.